Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to the Hey, Girlfriend podcast. So today's topic is going to be on manifesting a life partner. And I'm going to be honest here. (laughs) As you all know, I am. I'm going to be honest here. I almost, I don't want to say I didn't do, almost didn't do it. I hesitated because I did want to how I met my husband, um, an actual YouTube video. I did that. And that was, you know, I was, I always try to keep it to where it's developing you. And not so much developing you for a man. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I did dive in my husband. I mean, the one or not. And that was cool. But now I think I want to talk about manifesting. And I almost didn't want to do it because I'm like. Like I said, I always try to keep it mostly about your healing journey. But I didn't realize that. I had to sit down and be really honest with myself. I realized just how much my life partner, now husband, has really made my life, like, better. Yeah, he's really added to it. And I guess on this journey, I'm realizing that the right one can make you more softer. The right one can make you make your life just easier and I think it's okay to admit that it's not that you're coming from a place of I need someone to make my life all these things it's more so coming from a place of I would like a life partner so if I'm gonna you know have a life partner why not manifest it the correct way not correct way why not manifest it from a healthy place of wholeness and completeness so that's what this is going to be about it's still going to be kind of about you empowering you and growing the relationship with yourself so that you can have better relationships with someone else so and i'm saying how i manifested a life partner you can use whatever pronoun you want for this but this is going to be my personal story and which i'm going to use he and she because i'm heterosexual and i only have dated men but use whatever pronouns you want for this. This can help you manifest manifest any type of like partner. So, yeah, I came to the conclusion that I wanted to talk about this because not only has my life partner made my life so much easier, it's just that I guess I was coming from a place of fear. I'm going to be honest. A fear of talking about something like this so vulnerable 
and transparent because I'm like, what if one day I'm giving him all this credit about how he's added to my life and then the next day, what if he hurts me? Or what if we divorce? Or, you know, and my mind was thinking like that, like I'm too afraid to put to, you know, talk about this because what if? But then I thought about like, it wouldn't change how he has made my life easier thus far. We've been together going on seven years. So like it wouldn't change the experience. And that's how I'm starting to look at it. And I want you to look at every relationship like that, not just you know, manifesting a healthy one, but all of them, all of them are really experiences. And sometimes they last a long time. Sometimes they don't. So, but either way, it's still an experience and I'm sure you can still take something from it. And I can take something from this healthy one. So that's why I say, you know what, regardless of what happens, not saying that I suspect that, you know, we'll divorce or He'll hurt me or real break up. I'm not expecting that. I don't even feel that way. I don't even feel that type of, you know, that that's something in our relationship. But it was just a fear I had of putting it out there. Because, you know, now y'all in my business kind of like, and I'm like, you know, my shit out there. But, hey, it was, I still wouldn't regret the experience. That's how I had to think about, like, you know what? And I would want someone else to have this healthy experience that I've had. All right, so let's get right into this list I have. It's in no particular order. These are just things that came to me because I thought about my own personal journey and how I came to manifest who I have now because I strongly believe that it was manifestation and it was prayer and it was me working on myself. It was all those things. And I'm not saying, I just want to give this disclaimer, I almost forgot. I'm not saying that once you start doing these steps, or if you're even doing these steps already, that just voila, magic, magic, you know, and the guy or whoever you date is going to appear. I'm not saying that you're not going to, you know, be kissing a lot of other frogs and going through a bunch of other men that ain't worth shit or men <laughs> that are not worth your time. I'm not saying that you're going to just automatically quickly find the one. This is just to help you while you're on this journey, I guess, so to speak, to help you. Yeah, to just help you while you're on the journey, to help you along and to help you to stay grounded and to stay motivated and to make sure that you are in a place of ready to receive. And I'm not saying that you have to be fully healed in order to have a partner, but there are some things that can help you to prepare for someone because I know if you like me, you, you know, it, if you were like how I was when I was dating, you get tired of going through the same shit. You get tired of the same old thing. And I went through two toxic relationships. And after that second one, I'm like, some got a motherfucking yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this don't make no sense. Cause I knew that love was still good. And I believed in love and I believed that I could find it. But I was like, some gotta give. And so I just got to a point and I even even after even after those toxic relationships when I was just dating, learning how to date was like a whole new thing for me. Because I had never dated my toxic exes. It was just like a toxic mess and it really actually was a dating process. So learning how to date was like just hard for someone like me. And once I was learning how to date better quality men 
that's when I started realizing what I really want, what I don't want, and realizing my standards. And that's when I started doing more like on a manifest on a like manifesting sort of speed. That's when I started leaning more into that when I realized my way wasn't working. So it was time to do something different. So here are the different things that I did that can help you. Like I said, they may not come right away, but this can help you guide you and ground you on your journey to find a life partner. Because like I said, a life partner really can make your life easier. They really can add into your life and be beneficial. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting a nice companionship, even if it's not going to last forever. Although, you know, we're hoping that it does, but you know, I've learned that relationships are really experiences and they last however long they're supposed to last. So let's get into it. The number one first thing that I did was I stopped saying all men were the same or that they all cheat. Now, <laughs> funny story about this. I did not realize that I was, I guess you would say, bitter from <laughs> all the countless guys that I dated, all the shit that I've been through. I was... I was getting to a place where I was just tired of it not working. I couldn't understand why it's not working. Why am I going through this shit? Why am I still alone? And, you know, and I started feeling like all men were the same. And I remember I was out with my friends. And this was like years ago, years, years ago. I was still dating my last toxic ex, but we were back and forth. So I was dating in between just a whole big mess. I'm writing about that in my book. Toxic X Chronicles. The first one is already out. Toxic X Chronicles John. That's available in the link. Um, in the description. And the second one's going to be about. This X that I'm talking about. Sebastian that you all may know of. But anyway. Had to just insert that. But anyway. So I was in between that. Just My dating life was a big ass mess. And I remember I was sitting. In Happy Mexican to be exact. The restaurant having a drink we used to drink before we hit the club me and my friends me and my girls and i don't remember how we got on the subject of dating but i said something about myself i was like i'm just tired of these niggas i'm just tired of this shit i'm just oh same one oh all men are the same i'm just tired of this just da 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 i was just complaining 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 you know talking with my friends whatever and I said something about me. I, I said, I think I'm just something, something. I don't remember what I said. But I remember she looked at me. She's like, I want to say that. Maybe bitter, but not something, something. And she said it so just freely, like. And I wasn't hurt by it because these are my friends. And no, I wasn't hurt by it. I didn't feel like she meant it any harm by it. And I was just like, because it got me thinking, like, damn. Am I bitter? <laughs> And I really thought back over how I talk about men and how I act and how I behave. I mean, I had a right to be bitter, the shit I was going through. But I started really thinking like, yeah, there may be something to that. Do I want to be this bitter woman? And I didn't, it didn't snap right then and there. But I remember I kept thinking of it like, you know, damn, what she, am I, damn, maybe I am a little bitter, damn. Because how, how I'm talking, how I'm acting. I never have anything positive to say about the male experience. And about dating males, but I wasn't having any positive experiences. So, yeah. And now that I think about it, and you can use this for yourself as well, that it's okay to be bitter. Like, it's just, I guess, acknowledging it and then seeing what you need to do to work through it. So, that's what this 
is mainly going to be about. And so I'm like, yeah, I have a better standpoint because, yeah, the shit I've been through, of course, but it's, let's work through it. It's what I was telling myself. And then I remember having another conversation with one of my friends and she to this day don't think that that simple thing she said made that big of a difference in my life and journey but i like it did she's like something i told you had an effect on you i'm like yeah what you mean but i was complaining once again about the dating experience i mean that's something that me and my friends all did because we were all dating ain't shit ass men and, and going through a bunch of bullshit we all were at that time Except maybe, maybe one or two of us. I don't remember. And I think we all were. I think we all were at one point in time. So we would talk about that. And I was sitting there like, oh. And then she was like, you just got to stop saying that all men are the same. Not all of them are the same. You just got to be positive. And, she, and it was so simple. But I'm like, she got a point there. And I wanted expected it to have a point. But I was like, yeah. I need to. Yeah. And I started, me, I, when I hear something, I take it in. I don't decide right away if it's something that I'm going to just, you know, react to. Some things I do if it's really, really shitty. But I don't, my friends are not going to say anything like that to me. So, I take time to take in what they tell me. And I'm like, hmm, let me go think of that on my own. And so, I started really dwelling on it. And like, okay, that ha she has a point. Both of them had a point. And they, and they didn't tell me this at the same time as two different conversations, but around the same time frame when I was dating. And so I really started thinking and dwelling on those thoughts like, okay, I understand why I'm bitter, but I'm that way because I believe all men are the same. And I can't go off of my past experiences. If I want something new, if I want a different experience, if I want to have a better relationship and a companionship with a man, why don't I think of the one that I actually want and not the one I don't want? And so sometimes I don't think we realize we are doing that. I'm thankful for my friends that I have to point that out to me. So if you got some friends in your corner or you got anyone in your corner that may be telling you a little bit of the truth, don't count it out so quickly, you know, listen, and if you have to, you can take it on your own time, go home and journal about it, think about it, dwell on it, whatever you got to do, think about it, even if it may have kind of stung a little bit, because that bitter comment made me like, ew, like, I was like, ah, bitter, and I was like, I don't want to come off like a little bitter Betty, like, I'm just mad at all men in the world, but <laughs> shit, I was, though, man, I was going through some shit. That's another podcast, and they'll be in. That's the second book I'm actually working on. I've been working on it a lot more lately. I'm getting more in the groove of routine and things, but that's another story. But yeah, I was going through some shit, but I was like, I realized that if it's like it's like these two different points. This like this point is when I was going through the bad relationships, going through the dating process of just dating nobodies and nobody was leading to anything and then i have this point here to where i want a healthy relationship with a healthy companion i want the love that i feel i deserve i want to be treated right i want that so it's like two different points if i'm sitting here stuck on this point of that all men are the same men ain't shit all men cheat fuck men how am I going to get to this point of having the relationship and companionship I want? Because if I get to this point and I have that mindset, I'm going to look at him with that mindset like you ain't shit like all the rest. But then he may be indeed different. And so it's about changing your 
perspective and mindset to prepare for that better that you want. Because think about it. If you want it, you have to visualize like it's real. You can't be sitting there like you can't in one breath say, I want this type of relationship. I want this type of companionship. But man ain't shit. So that means you want, you know, it, it can't. The law of attraction don't work like that, girlfriend. Like, think about it. How are you going to attract what you want if you're sitting there with that mindset? And like I said, I didn't really catch that right then when they told me that. <laughs> so, I had to dwell on it. And that's what I came up with. Now, I, and even then, I did not find no anyone right away. Actually, I think about it. Like, I came to that point years ago. Like, years ago. <laughs> And I still had missed one. So, so actually, now that I'm thinking about it, these points that I'm making, there are different steps that were on my journey, and it took years. It's a, it's a process. I did not find someone right away. So don't I'm not I can't give you a timeline, but I can just give you the steps to help you on your journey. But that was the number one thing I remember doing is I had to do it with that mindset and that and try to be a little bit more softer on myself. And not come from such a bitter place. I could still talk about how the men that I were dating and the men that I was used to dating and were with then, you know, were treating me and ain't shit. Just those group of men. But I could also have the mindset that I know that there's better out there and I want that better. So I need to help. I need to try my best to get away from that. Because I still have my girl talk with my friends and talk about how, <laughs> oh, these niggas ain't shit. They ain't this and that. And what those are cat? Niggas ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> I still have my girl chat with my friends. I still did. So, but I, I, in the back of my mind, I, I slowly started to move away from that mindset as well of, of whatever I was trying to manifest with my sight on. I said that, you know, I know it's out there and that they're not all the same. So that was the number one thing I did. Um, let's see. Now, for real, the next, I don't think it's going to be in order. Because now I can't remember the order I was kind of went in. Okay. But, okay, this is about the right order. So, the next thing. I, I started to heal. And when I say I started to heal, this has been a journey. This has been years. I didn't even realize that I was healing all that time. Even when I was dating the people, the men that really weren't for me, the exes, all the toxic exes, the not so toxic exes, the, just all the guys, all the people, all the shit that I went through. Uh, all of it was part of my healing journey. And so I had to get to the point to where I had to be, I had to date from a more place of wholeness. And not a place of incompleteness. And sometimes we don't realize we're dating from a place of incompleteness. And it's because, and you can be gentle with yourself here. You know I have a soft love approach. Not tough love. I'm not going to call you out, judge you, none of that. But when you're dating from a place of incompleteness, you don't realize it. Because if you had an upbringing where you really didn't get the love emotional support you needed even if your parents were decent but maybe they just weren't there for certain things that you were going through 
Say, for example, even if you had bad dating experiences in high school, bad experience in high school, bullied, any of that, and you had no one to talk to about that. So that, you know, that really fucks with your self-esteem and your that really mess with your self-worth. That can really mess with you when you don't have, you know, the popularity or the guys liking you and stuff. And you're just feeling so out of place and different and you don't have anyone to talk to. That's also something I want to throw in there. It doesn't have to be just you had a bad upbringing totally. It can be all those things. And so you're not really dating from a, you're not making conscious choices. You're not really dating from a place of wholeness because you're just really dating to have someone feel the voids. And my personal voids that a lot of us tend to have was the abandonment wounds. I knew my worth, but I didn't understand how to not prove my worth. So, in a sense, you can call it low self-worth, but I like to call it what it is. I knew my worth and was very aware of what kind of woman I was and what I brought to the table and who I was, but I felt like I had to prove that. And so, I had low self-love as well and, you know, all the emotional abandonment wounds, all of that. And so, me... I was dating from a place of, I just want someone to want me. I need someone to want me. And I didn't know that I was doing that. But when I look back, you know, after I was trying to heal from my toxic relationships, I'm like, that's, I didn't have any standards. It was just like, I want to be loved, wanted so bad. I want to prove my love so that I can make someone stay because I'm afraid they're going to leave me if I don't prove my love. I wanted to just make someone want me and I wanted to feel wanted so bad. So I was dating from a place of incompleteness. I didn't feel like I was enough on my own. I didn't understand how to go about, I didn't know how to make conscious decisions. I didn't know how to make conscious dating decisions. If, like, especially my last ex, just because of how he looked and he made the choice that he wanted me and it was very forward and sweet talking with me on my feet. So that's why I decided to go with that. No standards. I didn't have no boundaries. It was just like, whatever goes, since you like me, I want to, you know, make this work. Even do the bullshit. So, yeah, you have to get to a place of. Feeling those voids on your own and healing through them on your own. And a lot of it goes back to how you were raised, your upbringing, um, feelings of low self-worth, whatever it is, you know, it's going through that and working through that. And so that you can date from a more of a place of wholeness and fullness and completeness and not make the choice just based off of someone that can fill a void. Because I guarantee you, every time you date like that, you're not even really dating the full person. You're dating more than likely their representative, which is what they show you in the beginning, which can either be like, you know, them love bombing you, really landed on dick, like they really want you, and like they want to make this work, like you're the best thing they ever seen and been with, all of that, all of that sweet talk shit. And so, when someone is saying and doing all that, especially if they're attractive, especially if they look good on paper, so to speak, meaning that they meet the height requirements, all of the minute things that don't matter, like they dress nice or, 
you know, different things like that. You're not really looking at the core of who they are. You're just more so looking at the outer layers and them wanting you. And so when you are getting all of that, that's something that you never had before. So he's literally telling you things you've never heard before. And so you're taking it all in because it's filling that empty spot, that void that I don't think I'm pretty for, or I feel like I'm not enough void, or I really need someone to want me void, or that abandonment wound, like somebody is in my corner and they're, seeing, and they're dead attractive and they want me void. You know, it's just that one little piece that they're feeling. You're not looking at everything else. So you're not dating from a place of fullness and wholeness just incompleteness and so I had to get myself together on that that took some time it did and it's gonna take time for you I would suggest to definitely take all the time you need with this and don't look at exes that have moved on that have someone already and don't look at everyone else that may have someone already. Your own personal journey is for you. You don't know what they have to go through. You don't know what they healed through. You don't even know if they're still healing. You don't know what kind of relationship they have. Your main focus is on you and you being full within. And so once you focus in on that, then you can make a more conscious decision about who you let in your life and who you date. And so that would end so many of the heartbreaks. Not saying that you still won't be disappointed because there's a chance when dating and trying to find someone that it may happen. But the goal is to build yourself up, to build a relationship up with yourself so that you can date from that place. And you're looking for someone to add to you, not someone to complete you because no one can complete you. If you're looking for someone to complete you and to fill those voids and all those things that are going on with you, like no one can heal you. No one can boost your self-esteem permanently. It'll be like conditionally, I guess, so to speak, or it'll be mo it'll be temporarily. Like, in the beginning, their love on I mean, you, self-esteem boost temporarily, but it's all downhill from there because it's not real. It's not genuine. It's someone just feeling the right now. And then when they stop feeling that void or when they become inconsistent, it's like you, it's like a drug. And you're like, damn, I need them to keep feeling this void. Oh, it's hurting. It's hurting. I need them back. Like, and it keeps you longing for them. And you feel like when you're from that place of longing that you actually love them. Because you're longing for them and you want them to fill that void. But it's not real love. That's something I had to realize. Like I thought for sure that that feeling that I was feeling of wanting them and needing them was love. But it was me really wanting them to make me feel whole again. Once they stopped that temporary love I'm never doing. And it became inconsistent. It made me like draw to them like, oh my goodness, I feel like I need you. Like I remember my ex, I used to feel so like, for one, I used to feel like I never feel fall in love like that again. Because I thought that was love. But it wasn't. I feel in a different type of love, which I get more into. But it was more so like, I remember just feeling like I was just longing for him. When, and when he became inconsistent and I couldn't see or talk to him and I had to go days or a weeks or whatever without talking to him. And then he come back around. It was just like a, oh, man, I got my void filler back. It's just like a, it's crazy. And we think that that's love because we have that longing feeling. But it's just us longing for our void filler to come back. So that's why I said it's best to fill yourself up so you can make conscious decisions about who you're choosing. 
And you won't get to this place until you date the people that aren't for you, unfortunately. Like, you won't realize what you're doing. So, that's why I always say forgive yourself if you went through that shit. If you went through those bad relationships where you're making bad choices. You weren't your complete, full self then. You weren't really yourself then. And it's okay. So, that's why I said, like, this one is tricky. Because in order for you to get to the place of wholeness, you're going to be dating from a place of incompleteness. But once you realize that all your relationships are ending the same and going the same way, you can get to a place of realizing, okay, it's time for me to do some self-work. It's time for me to work on myself. It's time for me to build myself up. So, And then once you get yourself up slowly but surely, you'll see yourself making wiser and better dating choices. You'll see yourself having more self-trust and not being so afraid to date and to love again. So all of that matters, girlfriends. All right, the next one is, I said exactly what I wanted out loud. This one, I feel like was like the most important. Really, all of them are important. But I guess I'm saying like, I realized the most change after I did those other steps and then did this one. Because saying exactly what I wanted out loud, I did this actually like right before I met my now husband and I met him after I did this it's almost like it was almost like a prayer and just me manifesting and me just saying what I wanted because I was like there at that spot of like I know exactly what I want now I don't want anything else but this and so I remember just in my own townhouse I remember I was actually in my hallway and I was just like I think I had probably dated someone that wasn't really worth my time again. And I was just like, I said, okay. Because I knew how to cut them off no matter how attractive they were, no matter how. what It didn't matter if they weren't acting right, if they were disrespecting my boundaries, if they weren't giving me what I wanted. I knew how to just match the energy of like, talk. I talk to you every now and then, but I don't really want nothing. So I'm detached or just cutting you all the way off. I've gotten to that point. To where, you know, I could just have them in the background and I would be alright. You know, just talk to somebody every now and then. It wouldn't bother me. But anyway, so I remember I was going to that time and I was like, it's, let me just say what I want out loud so I can know it when I see it. Like, let me just be really real about it and all the details that really matter. So this is important. I had to come from a place of what I want and get more so what I need. If that makes sense. Like... And I put a few of my wants in there that were most important. And I'll get to what I actually said. This is almost like, I guess, my prayer. Like, Kendall's prayer. But I really went in with what was most important. Like, the core of the person. Like, how I wanted to be treated. And I remember saying something like, you know, God, I just want someone that is going to treat me right. Someone that's going to be that's going to treat me the way I've always wanted to be treated. Someone that's going to respect me. Someone that's going to appreciate me. Someone that's spiritual like me. Someone that's open and transparent like me. Someone that can understand me. Someone that was just for me. And I remember I was, and I started saying like, and I surrendered. This is another part. This is actually going to be the next one, but I'm going to mix it in with this because this is, it all go together. So the next thing I did was surrendered. 
I surrendered to how I thought that one should look and when they'll come and what they'll be like, if that makes sense. To further explain it, I had in my mindset, in my mind frame, that they were going to look a certain way, you know, when I was just dating unconsciously and picking from, you know, to fill my voids. I had a certain look, height, just things like that that didn't really matter. You know, that wasn't gonna take that wasn't gonna signify how they're gonna treat me. So yes, it's a plus, but I was putting it at the forefront. So I kind of surrendered that and I said, okay, this is what's most important. I'm gonna put this in the front and put the other things like second. Cause even in the prayer I said, you know, God, I said that he doesn't have to be the most attract the most finest thing, the most finest man in the world, like I've dated before and had that priority. I mean that not priority, had that um it had to, it's a criteria. As long as I'm attracted to him and he has a beard. Yes, I went down to, I was that precise. I said, as long as he have a beard, because I was at that point to where, like, beards look good on anybody. Like, I was like, he doesn't have to be the tallest as long as he's taller than me. He doesn't have to be a certain build. That didn't matter. As long as I was attracted to him, because I realized that I can be attracted to anyone. Let me just be open-minded. And... Once I kind of surrendered that to how I surrendered to love and what it really is and how it works. I surrendered that, okay, I can't make this person over here love me. So I have to accept and choose from the ones that are able to love me. And that can look any kind of way. Not saying that I was going to go for someone that was like, oh, I'm not attracted to them. They're ugly to me. I'm not saying anyone should do that because you do have to be attracted to them. I just decided that it wasn't the most important and that I didn't have to be... It doesn't have to be the most finest, if that makes sense. And I started realizing that I just really wanted to look first at how they were as a person. And I, once I did that, so I found someone that was most like, you know, what I wanted and had the quality. And then I was like, okay, the attraction grew and grew. And to be honest, the looks have gotten better <laughs> over the years. And he's even dressed better. So looks can change. But the core of who someone is... That cannot change, girlfriends. You have to realize that. And once I realized that it what's matter is at the core of who they are, that's when I was able to, I feel like, meet him. Because any other time, if I think about it, if I hadn't manifested that and thought of that and had my mind set to that, when I met him, I would have been like, ugh, no, and kept it moving. Because I'm going right off the bat, like, he's not the type that I want. I want six feet or above. He doesn't dress how I like because I like guys that wear this or wear that. You know, I would have been doing stuff like that that didn't really matter. And so that was a major part of the manifesting that I did. I realized is that I had to, and it took some time to get there. It took some time to get there. But I realized I had to do it because I'm like, okay, that way ain't working. I'm looking at the wrong thing. And that really doesn't matter. Like, that should come second to what the main thing is. And so, yeah, and my attraction actually grew over time. And, like I said, looks better now. So, <laughs> you know, win-win. But it's something <laughs> that I for real want you all to think about doing. Think about surrendering to. That's And like I said, these took me years to... Put all these in 
and to play and to realize what I was doing. Like, I didn't just find the one after my toxic ex like that. Like, because I was dating in between that. It took me years of dating the wrong kind and a lot of bullshit. And then I just slowly started doing these things. So, like I said, I can't reiterate enough to just be compassionate to with yourself on this journey and understand it's okay if it's taking you some time and like even at this step a lot of the girlfriends that I coach some of them are like I kind of like okay I'll try it but I tell them you don't have to date someone you're not attracted to but if someone is like you know you meet them like oh they're okay yeah like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it they're not ugly it's just like okay I like how they look they're not ugly they're not ugly. And you're like, okay. And then you can get to know them more. And their attraction, I promise you, will grow the more you get to know them. And you see that they meet the qualities that you really, really want. So that's something that I started to realize. But try it. Just try it. So I think that's all I got for that one. I need a drink. Hold on. Some water. <sighs> I don't know. I get dry mouth sometimes doing these. So... Excuse me, but that I said that was the next. So that was like two and one, surrendering and then saying exactly what I wanted out loud. And the next thing I would say, I had to surrender to having my own type of love story. That means that kind of goes with that one, but it means I stopped picturing how the love story should go or or looking at others as relationship goals or I wanted to be this way or I wanted to be that way I want us to meet this way I wanted to propose this way I kind of stopped trying to use that as a guide to what was healthy what was good and accepted the good that was trying to come to me and so this is something you kind of do once you're maybe in the beginning stages and you're dating and you're realizing that, you know, sometimes you may get caught in your head because you're like, well, I thought it'd be like this. It's just more so open to how it is and realizing that it is healthy. It is still good and it is still something that you want. It's just coming a little bit different than what you expected. And so I stopped trying to look at others' relationship goals and I stopped trying to think about how the love story would go. And I ex accepted that my love story would just be my own. Like, my journey has been my own. So my love story and my journey with my life partner would be my own special thing. And it's still just as good. And so all of this, as you notice towards the end of manifesting, is surrendering. And surrendering is like you are realizing that you can't control who loves you. You can't control when they'll come. You can't control who it be. All the more reason why it's important for the other steps I said before is to heal because, and to heal those voids because since you can't control who loves you, you have to make sure that you got you and you love you throughout this whole journey because dating and whatnot and trying to depend on someone else for that, you know, will leave you out here going without because you're putting too much dependence on someone else. And so that's why. Like having this relationship with yourself, even throughout, actually, once you get the healthy companion, I'm realizing that I still need me. Even throughout of you being in the relationship, you're always going to need you. And so I got off subject a little bit. But what I was saying is the main thing that matters is that I surrendered. 
towards that and just to how love works. I surrender to how it's going to go and stop trying to control it. Like, I can't control it. I can't control. It's only so much that I can't control. I put it that way. I can say who I want to date and who I don't want to date, but I can't make who I want want me and love me. You know? So once you get that mindset and you're like, okay, I can't make who I want act right. Even this guy, like, you're dating. Like, say, for example, you meet someone and you're dating them. And they are, like, everything you ever wanted. Only thing is, they're a little inconsistent. They have some issues. They're in and out your life. They can't, you know, they have these other issues going on. Emotionally unavailable, even. But all that they have, a lot of the other things you like. But the main things you need aren't there. So, it's like... Once you release that you can't control who's able to love you, you're able to release people like that in your life easier. Because you're like, okay, I'm not going to stand here and try to beg for just the common things that I deserved up top, which is consistency and um, you nurturing the relationship like you want to be here. You know, I cannot make you do that. So if you are not coming with that, then you know you can release it because you like, I can't control who loves me. I can't make who I want, no matter how bad you may want to. Like I did it with my toxic exes. Like, I really just wanted it to be them. And I couldn't release the idea that it could be someone else, you know, because I had it set in my head that I can make who I want love me. And so once you surrender to the idea that you cannot do that, you'll surrender to you know, being open to who is able to do that. And then you can decide from that group of people of like, these are the people that are able to, to love you the way that you desire, to treat you the way that you want. This is the group over here. So this is what you pick from. You're not picking from these people that you have to some kind of way coerce into treating you right, loving you right, and doing things and, and treating you how you want to be treated, making decisions that you like with their own life. You know, so once you get out of that mind frame, you can't control that. You realize there's a whole different pickings over here. So that's what I had to get to the point of realizing that, you know, I have to, you know, stop trying to control it so much. Stop trying to control love and who loves me. But I feel like those are all the tips I got for right now. Yeah, that's it. It's really... It's, it's, I feel like it should be more tips, but when you think about it, the tips I gave, they're like, consists of a lot of self-work that takes time. It can take years. It's okay. But I hope this helps you while you're on your journey to trying to manifest a life partner. Like I said, it's okay to want that love, to want that companionship. No matter how good your life is, you can have the best life going for yourself. And you've done a lot of these things and you have a good life. It's okay to still want a companionship, to still want a good life partner, to someone to share your life with, whether you marry them or not. Some of you may not believe in marriage, you may not want to get married, but you want a good life partner. There's nothing wrong with wanting, you know, a good companion life partner because they do make your life easier. They do make your life softer. Like, y'all, once I really sit and thought about, like, what my husband does, like, I'm not even trying to brag, I'm just saying, I realized that I can relax a little bit because I'm like, it's okay. It's okay that someone is actually here to add to your life. If Sometimes it kind of makes me like, damn, so someone really can just make my life easier? My life is really easier? Like, it's, it, Sometimes it still blows my mind, but yes, believe that. 
And believe that that is out there and that you can get that. So, yeah. By the way, make sure you, if you want to get bonus content, join my Patreon account. I have my bonus podcast episodes on there. That I post there from anywhere from two to three times a week. Bonus content that will go with just YouTube video because I always usually think of something else to go with what I said. And I just jump right on my Patreon. I say it. And I also have one-on-one mindset and intuitive coaching on there. And what I do is I basically go through and help you to change your mindset around anything that can be blocking you from becoming your full elevated self. So sometimes we have different things, mindsets, reprogramming we need to do. I help you to reprogram your mindset so that you can elevate. And the intuitive part comes into where I am able to help you connect the dots in your past and your upbringing and your background. Can help you connect the dots to your present self to understand yourself better. So it all goes hand in hand with elevating you to your higher self. And the whole entire time, you're really learning how to become a self-healer. A self-healer is actually you becoming your own healer. So, Because life is going to be lifing. You know, life is going to still have ups and downs. All of that shit is going to still happen no matter how much you heal on your journey. But the more you heal on your journey and you take these tools and you learn and you become a self-healer, the easier it is to get through whatever life may throw at you. So that's what I do to help you to do that because that's what I've done in my own life. So check out my Patreon. Um, links are all below. Check out my Instagram where I have my tweets and posts. I've been that girl too on Instagram, on TikTok too. Everything's in the link below. But that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one, peace out.